friends, welcome. Lee Henson Hasty here on my show, Broing Out with my friends. I mean, leading theologically. <laughs> uh, that's 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 the name apparently uh, apparently by some uh, that I've heard. And I'm here I'm here with one of my favorite brothers, siblings in Christ and in the world, um, Rob. For I just. I can't say enough about the gift that you are to the world and uh, the joy you bring my life, our family, to the church and the world. Thanks for making some time on your Wednesday to be with me and my guest. It is great to be here, Lee. <laughs> and it looks like you're all set up in the in, where you're working deployed from home in the home office, I see. This is my home office. It's, uh, it's a subterranean um, in, the, in, in a bunker in the basement. No, no natural light whatsoever. It just allows me to, you know, focus in, lock in, and uh, you know, get get some work done. Well, it's great to have you and Christine um, here in Louisville. His wife, Christine Coyfour, is the pastor head of staff at um, Harvey Brown Memorial Presbyterian Church. Um, Rob and I met uh, just a few years ago. You've been with the with the National Church fifteen years. Um, that's amazing <laughs> to think we met. Uh, in an interview, and everybody on the interview team said, hire him. Um, and they were right, because he brings so many gifts to the church. Um, worked in the national level um, as the chief staff person with A.G. Schwad Gold, helping the church connect with young adults. You've also been manager of organizational planning and effectiveness of the mission agency. You've worked with me, with the Committee on Theological Education. And now, how long with the mission, the Committee on Mission Responsibility through Investment? Almost seven years. Almost. October will be seven. Yeah. Wow. Director of faith-based uh, investing and corporate engagement. Thank you for the work MRTI does, but especially thank you for what you do. Um, Rob, we'll put a, a bio in there, but he has been a media consultant and market research firm. He has a master's of arts and religion from Louisville Seminary. He's an ordained ruling elder. Uh, also a bachelor's degree from Abilene Christian College. What is Abilene Christian College's mascot? They're the Wildcats. Uh, <laughs> not, not my favorite Wildcats, but maybe my second or third favorite Wildcats. Arizona. That's Arizona true. would be the, the first, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I, I put them number one. So um, Rob also was young adult, young adult volunteer in Argentina. He, he speaks, y'all, five languages. Five, sort of. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, I would say three confidently, three confidently. Two, kind of okay. two others I can kind of get through, you know, kind of get around it. We're, we're going to be talking about uh, faith-based or responsible investing for our topic. I'd love, we'd love to know if you're here. And so just do a shout out in the comments to let you know, let us know who you hear, where you're watching from today. That would be great. But as we get started, Rob, I always ask my guests um, the same question each time. Uh, you, I'm going to ask a little bit differently. Uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Was macht dich liebendig? Yeah, it's just like a grosse Frage, yeah. Or wait, 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 wait. Should I should I ask this? <laughs> ah, con la, con, con la vida, con mi vida, que es, um, es uh, muy interesante, yo creo. Es, uh, pero esta este es una prueba que no, uh, eh, no estoy preparado para estas uh, pruebas de, de idiomas uh, extranjeros. 
Gracias. Is yeah, I'm not. No, I'm basically saying uh, I wasn't prepared for this, uh, this, uh, this quiz. However, I should have been because as Lee mentioned, he met me in an interview, uh, which was, that took place uh, in July of uh, 2008, I believe it was. Right. And this gave me a very, very uh, important lesson in life. Like, be careful what you put on your resume. Right. Because it may come out to, 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 to you know, bite you in certain ways. So they had on their interview team a, uh, a, a person who was married to a native German speaker and spoke fluent German. <laughs> And I listed in my resume that I was, I think it was like I was fluent in, in Spanish and French and competent uh, in uh, German and Portuguese or something. And uh, and they had a question set up for me to ask me a question in German. <laughs> that wasn't fair. It really wasn't. I, I was going to be public. I kind of wanted to come out publicly and say that wasn't fair. <laughs> I, well, whatever. I guess I passed okay, but uh, it was kind of one hundred percent. But, uh, but I, in, serious, in all seriousness, Lee, uh, I am so grateful to you because you. I would not be here where I am right now without you. And uh, you, you took yeah. a chance on a guy that didn't uh, didn't have the kind of normative background to come work for the church. Well, and um, I, you know, it was just really uh, one of the greatest gifts of my life um to to come work with you and work for the national staff well well it's not just a liturgical response but i'll say also with you rob 100 uh, um friends if you do not speak german or spanish or portuguese or italian <laughs> um the question is what is making you come alive that's that's how howard thurman asked it or katie cannon uh very similarly um uh, from alice walker what is the work your soul must have we'd love to hear rob uh, especially these days, what what is making you come alive? What is the work your soul has? Yeah. yeah, that's it's a it's a great question. I appreciate the prompt. Um, so for me, what really makes me come alive uh, is, uh, and I wouldn't have had this language until recently, I think, but uh, it's it's really it's kind of three parts. It's navigating complexity, navigating complexity, um, and facilitating understanding between people and groups. Uh, that is enormously helpful as a parent as well. Uh, and, uh, and then finding pathways forward. So mm -hmm. the, 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 those kind of three things, uh, navigating complexity, facilitating understanding between people and groups and finding pathways forward. Th those are great parenting, uh, <laughs> skills as well. I should have mentioned the parent of, of two, two beautiful daughters. Um, and, and it's true. I mean, and it, I'd say, especially also over this particular moment in 2022, as we, you know, come, come through wherever we are in this pandemic, let's hope, let's hope we're coming through it. Um, things are different than they were, you know, five months ago, definitely two years ago. And, um, there's generational shifts happening. I mean, things happening on the national stage, clearly. Um, that are happening and, and being able to navigate those complexities um, to help people understand. I mean, that's the, I think the, I think that you're somebody who does think deeply and theologically and politically, philosophically, economically, you have a lot of background, um, but for a purpose, that's, I love to hear that to find a pathway forward. And, um, and you're doing that just not alone, right? You're doing that with groups. I mean, now with the committee, the, Committee on Mission and Responsibility through Investment. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, well, I appreciate you saying that, Lee. And uh, you know, it's been a, um, it's been an interesting seven years with 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 MRTI. MRTI is uh, 
the committee that is now in its 50th year, uh, which is really celebrating its 50th year. It was uh, the original um, responsible investment po investing policies were adopted by the uh, the Northern Stream of the Presbyterian Church in 1971. And the next year, there was a there was a committee established to kind of um, to uh, implement those policies. And it, it, it really, uh, it, 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 it's amazing that it's been 50 years because, you know, the Presbyterian Church wasn't the only uh, faith-based entity that was having these kind of, uh, you know, this idea around that time. But it was a really revolutionary idea, which was, you know, and it was mostly, I would say, mainline uh, Protestant denominations that were kind of having these conversations. But it was the idea that, okay, if we are a faith-based entity and, we're, and we have invested capital through our mm -hmm. pension fund, through our foundations, Right. Shouldn't we be uh, trying to accomplish something other than just a, uh, a a good financial return? Should we try to be advancing some kind of mission related goal? And um, and and you know the answer was yes uh, to to uh, the, those 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 denominations and you know whatever their uh, kind of deliberative body was for us the General Assembly. And in 1971, the General Assembly said, okay. Here's what we want to advance through our invested capital. We want to advance uh, these are the mission goals we want to advance: uh, the pursuit of peacemaking, the achievement of environmental responsibility, the achievement of economic justice and social justice, the achievement of, of racial justice, and the and the advancement of, of the rights of women. Which wow. was again in 1971. That was you know that was, that was pretty pretty huge. And it, it, again, it was this very simple idea, but it was revolutionary. Like like hey, we have this capital. Corporations, publicly traded corporations, are have a lot of power, and they are, right. you know, very um, they're they're uh, you know strong institutions and 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 actors in our society. And can we leverage our investments, which were are significant? You know, the, the, the if you add up all the faith based related uh, related capital, it's pretty big. Our, our the coalition that we worked through of faith based investors, the Interface Center on Corporate Responsibility, which the Presbyterian Church was a a co-founder of 50 years ago. Wow. Now, now is a coalition of something like $2.4 trillion of assets under management. So wait, say that again, 2.7 trillion, 2.4, 2.4 trillion. Yeah. Trillion. And, and, wow. and that, that, that's not, that coalition is not all faith-based investors, but it's, it's, it's faith and values-based investors, but it is, you know, it, it's the, the, the leadership, the board are, are all pro, pro, predominantly um, faith-based. And uh, wow. so, yeah, so it's really, it's really um, a, a very, um, again, very, very powerful thing. And the um, since the 1970s, I mean, you know, you can hear some of the first generation of of of, of those those um, people engaging that work are still around. They're like in their 80s, late 70s, early 80s, and they will say, like, you know, we were some of the first investors that would come and talk to corporations about anything other than a fin financial return. Like, what are you doing? to protect your fence line communities, to making sure that you're not, you know, the, the operations from your, from your company aren't, aren't damaging the environment around, you know, where kids swim or, you know, right. play or whatever. And nobody was asking those questions or very few people were asking those questions. And, and, and the religious uh, related investors, faith-based investors were the ones that really pioneered all that work. So where, where was, you know, a lot of folks know about socially responsible investing now. I mean, you can, with just about, you know, any investment company, they have different screens set up, et cetera. Where was MRTI and the faith-based investment sort of movement? Were they on the leading edge of that as well? 
Absolutely. So what's become known as ESG or environmental, social and governance investing, um, that that was I mean, the the faith based uh, investors were really the, 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 the leaders of all that. And we still really don't use that. We don't always use that framework. We, we, we prefer more like responsible investing because it's a little bit different than, e, than ESG. I mean, it's it, it gets really granular about the differences, but there, there, there is a difference. Um, or some you say the word sustainable investing, but you know, um, so uh, like I said, the the faith based investors were really the were only actors in the space for many many years, or the primary actors in the space, along with some other you know kind of um, you know NGO type groups and whatnot, and uh, and unions were, were kind of labor unions were, got involved, but it it, uh, it really started has started to expand into um, you know state pension funds. And um, as well as other, now it's you know kind of really, really I would say mainstream and um, and kind of along generational lines, uh, it, the kind of the younger you you go, it's just an expectation now that right. that uh, investors really want um, their investments to be responsibly. Invested. I mean, it's to make an impact, not just voting against, but voting for. I mean, there's been a lot of going on there. Um, just because so, people don't really know, and I I didn't I've learned I'm always learning about this. There's there's four or five committees of MRTI around these sort of areas that you work in. Climate change is is one I know. What yeah, else are you working on? Yeah, so that's a good question. So we have our, our committee is divided into three subcommittees that that kind of focus on uh, kind of particular work streams. So we've got one our, our most active you know lately last seven or eight years has been our environmental and climate change committee, mm-hmm. and, they, and they focus a lot on you know anything that has to do with with, with with you know greenhouse gas emissions and lowering those and and uh, and climate change related issues, but also on the environmental justice side, environment we work with uh, you know on environmental racism, um, you know like the, the idea that a company's operations are disproportionately affecting right uh, and like communities which are disproportionately communities of color. Right. So uh, they work on that. They work on safe chemicals uh, that kind of falls under their purview. Um, and then we have a healthcare and human rights uh, subcommittee, which I bet is, that's getting active of late. It's getting very active, especially with our reproductive health work, uh, right. which, uh, again, uh, the Presbyterian Church through MRTI was really one of the first uh, faith based investors to be to actively engage in this work. And that was uh, in, a, in a newer coalition that was developed about two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Presbyterian Church as, as one of, uh, I'm sure, you know, I, maybe maybe some of the listeners or consumers of this uh, if, uh, the show know, but uh, you know, we're, 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 we're on, I was on the leading edge of, of faith-based organizations taking, um, you know, um, you know, what what we, you'd call pro pro reproductive health policies, right, right, reproductive right. rights. So it was just a natural fit for us to to really engage this work, um, and that is, you know, with the supreme the looming Supreme Court's de- decision in June, we think it's going to be a, a much bigger issue. Uh, for our 2022-2023 program right. year, and then we also work on that uh, on uh, on human rights, uh, human rights, uh, uh, workers' rights, um, responsible supply chains, uh, human rights and conflict affected in high risk areas, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, a major focus of uh, of MRTI's work. Uh, you know, pre I'd say between 2004 2014 still is a major focus, but that was getting uh, a lot of focus of the General Assembly. Um, and then our third group is banks and financial institutions. Now, what's interesting about banks and financial institutions is that we focus mostly on climate-related issues, uh, for, but 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 specializing uh, with with banks and insurers. Right. Well, that's I mean, it's huge industry, of course, and 
so helpful and and clarifying and i think a lot of folks don't really realize that these these policies um get work through the general assembly you're going to be going to the general assembly some recommendations we can talk about those but also i think just folks need to know that uh, the board of pensions and the pressuring foundation where there are significant endowments held both of those boards look at these recommendations correct and it becomes part of their their work is how, how to just just give us a thumbnail of that how yeah. that works so uh, the, the official company line is uh, MRTI enjoys the full participation of the Board of Pensions and Presbyterian Foundation as much as legally allowed. Right. And uh, that's a really, that last point, point is really important. But uh, what, so another thing about, about the Presbyterian Church in this space is that we are really uniquely organized. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and really uh, there, because, you know, for a very Presbyterian reason, we have a committee that does this work. Right. Right. And, and, and the general elected assembly, by the general assembly, by the way, yeah, right. all elected. So, so the general assembly and its wisdom figured out a way to kind of build in this connectivity structurally, structurally the MRTI by saying, okay, we want representatives from six entities to be permanent members on MRTI. So we have, uh, two members from the boards of the board of pensions. Two, uh, uh, two members from the board of the board of pensions, two members from the boards of the Preston Foundation and or the Newcomer Trust Company. We have one of each right now. Right. Two members from the, the mission agency, the Preston Mission Agency board. And then we have a member from the Advocacy Committee on Women's Concerns, a member from the, um, the Racial Equity Advocacy Committee, and one from the Advisory Committee on Social Witness Policy. And then three, uh, three committee uh, members that are elected at large, that are elected directly by the General Assembly. But all of the members are, were elected by the General Assembly at one point. Right. Um, so the, those six entities, you know, which, as you know, sometimes have very bringing different people, goals. That's bringing people together, right? Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, <laughs> all like, moving in various directions. Yeah, and, and it really is it's such the, it's really the special sauce, if you will, of MRTI, because it right. is, you know, when when everybody comes at it from, uh, from using a different prism, from a different perspective, but it's each is really, really important. And, and, and when we come to our end product, I mean, it has gone through, you know, like just a, a lot of different kind of, filters, if you will, you know, from right. a racial justice perspective, a gender justice perspective, um, a financial perspective, a, you know, a mission perspective, you know, just, uh, it's just really, really powerful. So MRTI has that. And so when, when we say, you know, do the board pensions and foundation participate? The answer is yes, they're part of the, the there, there is no we and they it's, it's, we are right. they, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, so the, it's really, really a great thing. We've had great representatives from, from the boards of, of, of both investing agencies and really, really all the, all the uh, entities and what, uh, but what, what gets a lot of attention at general assembly around now uh, mm -hmm. is, you know, is around divestment, which right. is, is kind of a strange thing for MRTI in some ways, because so much of what MRTI does is engagement is, is, is trying to follow the policies of the general assembly, which, you know, nowhere is there a goal of divestment. The goal is to, to, to move companies That's helpful. That's helpful. towards alignment with the values as articulated by the general assembly. So well, that's, good. and that seems to be, that can be a guide to, I see our old friend, he's not old, David Stip Bethune, um, who's a, who's a pastor. Um, I mean, he's, he's a leader in his presbytery, I know as well. I mean, so pastors and ruling elders in their local churches, these are the kind of things they can use as guides as well, or working with a foundation or working with their own investment company. Um, it, it can help them too. Right. Um, I don't, 
before we get to the general assembly thing, I just want yeah, to make sure yeah, there's, absolutely. There's, access, there's access to help people do this kind of responsible investing or an individual, let's say, you know, let's say, um, you know, an individual says, Hey, I, I want to, I, I want to take guidance from what, um, my church's, uh, uh, committee is, is saying about, about investing responsibly today. Is that possible? I get this question all the time as, as you uh, get inquiries from all of the church and it's great. And, and, and so and the answer is yes. So, I mean, so what I mentioned before, a lot of what MRTI does is kind of on behalf of the PCUSA. However, what you just mentioned is that there's also a helping individuals and congregations and pressure related entities uh, do this work. And so MRTI produces two really important resources every year. One is our, uh, is the general assembly divestment uh, and prescription list which shows a list of all the companies that are running afoul of MR, of a general assembly policies. Right. So you produce and, and that. They can find that on your website, probably. That's on the website. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's on the website. All this is on the webpage. We're a one-stop shop. Um, so, so we produce that and that, that gets renewed every, uh, in the fourth quarter of every year. And it goes into effect January 1st of the next year. The second is we, we, uh, we, uh, make proxy voting guiding recommendations. So if, if you are an individual or a, you're on a investment committee of a, of a church that a congregation that has an endowment, uh, and if you own, uh, a direct equity, so you own actually stock in a company, you can vote your shares. Uh, yeah. and, and it's really important to do that because that, that, uh, you know, that shows that you're, you know, it, it or you, you know, can vote your values and MRTI provides guidance for that. Um, and then thirdly, uh, we're also available to help uh, congregations, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, develop their own policies, their own social responsible investment policies. And we've done that by kind of going through all these policies that we've that have been sent to us over the years. And we've kind of curated the ones we like and the ones that are most adaptable. <laughs> and we say, OK, here's kind of a, a, a template and you can kind of build from there. That's beautiful. That's how that's a uh, real service to church and investors and committees. And I'm, I'm sure. Um, well, I mean, very much appreciated. Um, and that is the kind of work that you always seem to do is to be able to make these kind of things accessible uh, and speak plainly. Um, and I think I think it's it's really helpful. I'm not sure where you got that, but I'm glad you have got it. Um, and you mentioned something sort of in passing a minute ago. I think we need to take note of is this is 50 years of this work that's been going on. I mean, half a century and. And that's huge. That's a huge sort of marker. I mean, coming into this this next assembly, um, also with I think some huge wins. Can you talk about that? Some groups coming together that were not previously on the same yeah, day. Very uh, exciting. So, of the last since 2014, not just a number to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Since 2014, um, there has been. Um, uh, grassroots organizing uh, done by uh, Fossil Free PCUSA to organize presbyteries to advance an overture uh, that basically was call, uh, called for um, categorical divestment for, you know, the, the Board of Pensions Foundation to 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 divest all their holdings in oil and gas companies. And that was first discussed at the 2014 assembly. And it was referred to MRTI because the MRTI is the, is, is the mechanism to that, that that kind of, you know, does this recommendation and, and advances these policies, implements these policies. Um, so um, so that was before my immediately before my time with, with the committee. But uh, basically what happened was there was uh, MRTI did some re, did research and looked at all the existing policy on environmental related items. And Kim found that there were some gaps. There was a gaps that, that, that the most comprehensive environmental policy was passed in 2008 
And it had everything that you could think of to do, what individuals need to do, what churches need to do, what kind of po public policy we need to be advocating for. But it gave no guidance about owning stocks. Wow. So uh, we had to come back and basically ask in, for, for guidance uh, in 2016. And, uh, and, then, and then basically get that guidance affirmed in, in, a, in a framework in 2018. So what's been happening in 16 and 18, where you had uh, these groups, and, and Fossil Free has done an amazing job of, of advocacy and getting environmental issues in front of the General Assembly. And in fact, in 2022, it's the second assembly in a row where there's a standalone environmental issues committee. And that's a lot of credit to their good work. Mm -hmm. But there's been a lot of, um, th there's been this kind of false dichotomy of like, uh, this group wants divestment, this group wants engagement. And that was a, because it was a complicated message for MRTI to say, Actually, we just need more policy guidance before we can do divestment because, uh, you know, we've got a, a selected divestment policy, which starts out heavy in engagement and then funnels into divestment recommendations, selected divestment recommendations. And that's done for two reasons. One is it, it's a there's a social witness component to it by saying we're, we're looking at, at, the, at the companies that are the laggers that are not the most out of compliance with the General Assembly standards. And we're going to target those companies. And they have to then take some reputation risk potentially. Right. That's number one. Number two is the investing agencies can implement those those recommendations and still be within in compliance with their fiduciary duty. So um, we're really pleased to report that uh, that MRTI is recommending uh, five companies. Uh, there were nine companies that the General Assembly in 2018 said we want you to do focus engagement with these companies. Come back with possible selective divestment recommendations for companies that are not moving towards compliance. Right. And we're pleased to report that four of them actually are at this point moving towards compliance, which is basically trying to achieve the goals of the Paris Agreement of, of keeping global average warming well below two degrees Celsius. Um, but there are five, unfortunately, that while they have made some progress, it's not enough, not fast enough, far enough. So we're making those recommendations. And um, the leaders of Fossil Free Peace USA have publicly endorsed the MRTI That's report. Amazing. And, and what's is also amazing. exciting is their overture as long as it stays written pretty much the way it is now, could pass alongside the MRTI report. Wow. Because so, theirs is really more aspirational in nature, and MRTI's is like kind of the actual implementation, how this gets done. Right. You know, um, so, that yeah. That is amazing. I mean, this, you know, this is what, I mean, um, this, is the kind of, this is the kind of work you do, and this is what church is supposed to look like. Don't you think, Rob, where, like, we don't have to agree, but we keep working at it until we can figure out how we can be partners. I mean, that's that's church right there. Like, yeah, and I say this all the time. I learned this from you. You're the you you, you taught me how to do that. How to oh be a, how, to, how to work for the church. And this oh is I mean, that's I your know. kind of your north star is what you just said. I think. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it is the thing. Yeah. So I mean, I say that, but I mean, I see it in this, and it's it is it is worth celebrating. Anybody who's at you know uh, in, the, in the last few assemblies will know. Like, wow. I mean. Fossil fuel, uh, fossil free, and and MRTI coming together is 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 really super exciting, and and it it also gives hope for other things that we're working on, whatever it might be. I mean, there's plenty. As as one of my mentors used to tell me, you know, when when your day and your schedule gets thrown off because you get a curveball, like you got ministry to do, <laughs> you know, right. we got ministry to do. So. Um, uh, our time is sort of waning, sadly, um, friends. Uh, if you don't know Rob and MRTI, I hope you're getting to know. If you have questions, comments, we're happy to take them um, in these last few minutes. Um, what what a true gift you are to the church, Rob, and everything that you do. Um, I've, I've uh, 
Rob is a is a swimmer and he know, knows how to navigate lots of waters and he helps find a pathway forward. That is for sure. And you're proving that um, you can see um, he understands this and its complexity as well as in the big picture. And that's so important too. Um, uh, just love. It's worth something to celebrate in the Presbyterian Church USA that we're at this leading edge uh, of this work and continuing to be not just in 1971, but here in 2022. And I'd love to hear uh, maybe as a last question, kind of what you see um, moving forward. You mentioned a little bit about the work and in, in, in um, healthcare, et cetera, but what do you see sort of going forward? What should people be thinking about if they want to be res uh, investing responsibly? What would you encourage them to do? Yeah, well, uh, you know, obviously keep uh, keep abreast of MRTI's work, which is right. on, on our all on our webpage. Um, right. You know, so in in the coming year and years, I mean, we're, we're continuing to really focus in on uh, on on trying to you know mitigate the worst effects of the climate crisis. So that's going to be uh, you know uh, working with uh, not only with uh, with uh, producers of fossil fuels, but also. Um, you know, kind of heavy users like transportation, like airlines. We're working a lot with airlines to try to get them to move faster towards sustainable aviation fuels. Um, we're working a lot. We had a really great um, engagement this last year with AIG, a major uh, major insurer, right? Uh, and they are uh, going to be making some serious commitments to go to uh, to net zero uh, emissions in both their underwriting and their investing portfolios. Um, look at working with utility companies that they, they really can drive a lot of the progress uh, with offering, you know, renewables for their for their um, for their customers. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, I mean, I, I think access to, to reproductive health and reproductive um, issues are, are going to be uh, really uh, kind of kind of in, in the on the front burner, so to speak, uh, especially after what we expect the Supreme Court to to uh, to do. Right. Well, <clears throat> friends, keep following and I'll keep talking about it here uh, um, on Leading Theologically. Um, connect with Rob on the website. Um, I put his bio there well as well with um, ICCR. Remind me that stands for Interfaith Inter Center on Corporate Responsibility. Yeah. Learn more about them. I, it's just it's just a real gift to the church and the world. Um, I'd love for you to give us a charge of blessing um, after I invite folks uh, in two weeks. I'm actually going to see him next week um, in Montreat. I'm excited about that. Um, David Lamont, uh, singer, songwriter, activist. Um, he'll be on the show uh, talking about how change really happens. This is uh, he's got a new book coming out this year along these lines. He also has a new um, uh, do we say CD or album? What do we say now with when they drop EP? LP, EP. He is doing vinyl this time, which is kind of cool. Um, if you don't know about David, uh, you can go to his website, davidlamont.com. Um, but uh, again, thanks, Rob, uh, for being with us. Um, and and everybody, everybody is here. Um, great to see you, David Stipethune, and everybody else. Um, stay safe. Uh, Rob, would you send us? Sure, and a uh, yeah, quick caveat here: uh, my uh, my spouse Christine is the is is the minister, so I, I I don't know I'm not good at giving benedictions, but I'll uh, you know I'll just say you know I, I'm my you know we live in a really tough time, like these right. are tough times, and it is so important to name that and to um and, and to really uh, you know try to sit there with that, 
Um, and yeah, my, 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 my hope and my prayer is that, you know, that we find ways to come together, uh, cause it's just so easy to, to be, uh, you know, it, to, to be divided, to be in your own camp, to be in your own, on your own team and to really, um, you know, to, to really find ways to continue to work together. And I, this is another place where I think the Presbyterian church, interestingly, through our process in our general assembly at, at, its, at its core can can show the way for the broader culture of, you know, it's not always pretty, but it's, you know, it, it, we need to do this together. We're all in it together. So. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Rob. Um, that's a beautiful message. Uh, we are in this together and it's good to be together with you. Um, everyone will see you in two weeks with David Lamont. Uh, stay safe and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>